Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Thank you for joining us for Living Fit. And here's Karen's Fit Tip for the day. Hi, and thank you so much for joining me for this week's Fit Tip. Today, I would like to talk to you about getting rid of high cholesterol. Now, go to Luke uh, 12 and 22, which says, And he said to his uh, disciples, "Um, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. All right, so between 2015 and 2016, the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, found that 50% of men aged 60 and older were taking medication to lower their cholesterol. Among women, the figure was 38%. Today, that number is even higher. And current studies show Americans are being diagnosed at a younger and younger age. Cholesterol is a waxy substance that is found in the fats in your blood. While your body needs and can make cholesterol um, to continue building healthy cells, having high cholesterol can increase your risk of heart disease. When you have high cholesterol, you may develop fatty deposits in your blood vessels. Eventually, these deposits will make it difficult enough for blood to flow through your arteries, and this could lead to a heart attack or stroke. There are no symptoms for high cholesterol. A blood test is the only way to determine if you have high cholesterol. Some of the risk factors you should be aware of include poor diet, obesity, having a large waist circumference, lack of exercise, smoking, and being diabetic. The risk factors could lead to chest pain, heart attack, or stroke. So what steps can we take to reduce high cholesterol? Well, number one, eat a low-salt diet that includes many fruits and vegetables and whole grains. Number two, limit the amount of animal fat you consume. Choose good fats like nuts and avocados. Number three, exercise on most days of the week for at least 30 minutes. Set a goal to reach a healthy weight for your height and make sure your waistline is not wider than your hips. This is key to keeping diseases away. And number four, quit smoking and drinking, especially if you have a family history of high cholesterol. God wants us to trust him. And as Christians, that means not being anxious for the things of this world. We all know God performs miracles, but how many of you know that means um, miracles involve something that we can't do on our own? If you notice, most solutions to current illnesses have the same remedy. Eat healthy and work out. 
Now, is it easy? Some days, yes. Others, no. The key is being consistent. God wants us to do our part because it shows obedience. And that is what God really wants from us. So that's what I have for today. I pray this message has been a blessing. Pass it on to your family and friends. And remember to tune in to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on WLJF 100.7 FM, The Joy. Have a blessed day, a terrific Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thank you, Karen. And thank you for joining us for Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. We've been talking about uh, the difference between habits and routines and I want to read Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 17. It says, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. God wants us to have better habits and a good routine that leads us to the knowledge. The main difference between a habit and a routine is the awareness. Both are regularly done, they repeated actions, but while habits run on autopilot, your routine has to be intentional. Have you ever intended for uh, something to happen one way, only to get completely different results? Navigating the intent versus impact of an action or a conversation is always easy. Obviously, you had good intentions. You want to make improvements on your work, on your health, on your spiritual life, and you want to impact the people around you uh, to the point to where it's going to be successful. But you're not always present. You're not always sticking to a good routine. You haven't made good habits. And... The outcome is not good. And when you get called out for what happens, you don't manage that well because you had all the intent of the, on, in the world to do the right things, but you did not perform the actions the way they should have been performed. A lot of people wonder why we weigh our clients. We don't weigh our clients for us. We weigh our clients so that they can see the impact of the thing that they intended to do and didn't. They thought that they would uh, stay focused, exercise, eat properly, but there were some distractions along the way who got them out of their routine. And although their intent when they left us was great, the impact of what really happened shows up on the scale. 
When you enter a conversation with a person and you have intent in mind to encourage someone, but in the process, the person may speak up and they don't like what you're saying, we have a reaction sometimes that leads us not to uh, good, the intent that we had, but to the impact, and it leads us to a harmful situation later. That's the actions that are, are, have came about. As a result, your intent doesn't translate into uh, your intended impact. You, you didn't want it to be the way it was. Same thing happens in our health. We go to the doctor. Our intent is to get a checkup to see how our health is. Well, the good thing about getting your checkup is that it lets you know where you're starting from. It's just giving you the place you're starting from. Last time we talked about how when I went into the military, I, I was a civilian, and he called me a trainee. They didn't call me a soldier to after I graduated from basic training. The reason why is because although they paid me to be a soldier, I didn't look like one. I needed to, I needed some instruction. I needed to be taught how to how to walk like a soldier, how to talk like a soldier, how to respond like a soldier. I needed to learn the ranks of. Uh, the military, so that when I when I talked to somebody in higher authority than myself, I knew how to respond to those people, and they knew how to respond to me. They they needed to teach me how to march, how to look like a soldier. I was walking like a street guy, and they were trying to make me part of a group that was very disciplined. And a disciplined individual has a routine that they follow. They don't get out of bed and leave it unmade. So they were teaching me very, very early, not just to make my bed, but how to make it so that everybody's bed looked the same. Everybody had hospital folds. Everybody's bed was tight. My shoes had to be shined, sitting on my uh, foot locker, uh, and my uh, even my underwear had to be rolled a certain way. They had to teach me those things, and they would inspect me to make sure that they were done that way. So not only me, but everybody in my uh, platoon and squad. And if they gave me leadership over a squad or a platoon, they gave me more responsibility than they did the others. And if they saw that I was doing things right, then I became not only a, uh, a person who was still not a, a soldier, but an instructor. I needed, to, I needed to act more mature than the others. And so I became more responsible. And when it comes to your health, when you go to the doctor, all the doctor can do is give you what he sees, the response, the information he has seen. And what I want to do today is I have uh, talked about the way we communicate 
to our clients about the impact if they follow what we're trying to help them learn, the impact that will happen later on. And today I have Daryl Speaks back, Darryl, uh, and he's going to talk about his situation. And I just want you to kind of listen in, and uh, this will be over a few weeks, but just listen in and see what he says and and see how it may encourage you because he he was over 450, uh, 20 pounds, and he's lost 116 pounds in the last few months. And if you would, just listen in, and we'll come back and close out. I'm here with Daryl Speaks. Daryl, say good morning. Good morning. How are you all doing? Uh, Daryl has been on a weight loss journey to improve his health. And I'm going to let Daryl, in his own words, speak about what has happened to change his thinking as far as how he came to the conclusion he needed to change. We've talked with Daryl before, but Daryl has went from 420 pounds down to 304 pounds from April to this is uh, October 25th. 25th, yeah. And he has made this decision not based upon uh, anything that we have... uh, forced him to do, but that he he made these decisions based upon the accomplishments he's had. And he's recently went to the doctor and we want him to talk about, you know, what what was happening before he came and what's happening now. So Daryl, if you would, you know, go ahead and tell us your your situation, what happened. Well my journey really began about a year ago, over a year ago in twenty twenty one. I had had a bad fall at home and I told my quad tendon and I was working every day at a job where I was highly active and I used to lift a lot of heavy packages in the job that I did. And when I had hurt my, my leg, I had to go out for surgery and I didn't know at the time how heavy I was. When I went in for surgery, they had told me that I had high blood pressure, which was a shock to me because normally my blood pressure would be up under control and plus I was on medication. And I felt like medication was helping me, but it was not. And as a result of all that, I went to surgery, had the leg surgery, and I had to recover. And at the same time, my father, he was recover- He was still um, dealing with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he had gotten sicker. And by February of 2022, my father passed. And I remember before his passing, he had told me, I want you and your sister really to try to lose weight. And that was something that I had promised him and I had made up in my mind I was going to do for the year 2022 was I was going to try to lose weight. After his passing, it really started cementing in my head that I needed to do something. And what really made me feel uncomfortable was that I would go to restaurants and I'd want to eat the foods I wanted to enjoy, like fried fish, fried shrimp. I wanted to eat pizza. And sometimes I'd make pizza on my own with turkey. And I thought I was doing good by eating like turkey sausage, you know, turkey products and chicken. And every time I would get these foods, it was like the Holy Spirit would say to me, why are you eating foods that kill you? And that started making me feel real uncomfortable. And the last time I remember that I ate something I really thought I was going to enjoy, I went to a fish restaurant that was very popular in Greensboro. And the fish, the shrimp was awesome. 
But something about the fish that I got, it did not taste like catfish. It tastes like something else. And then I made the decision after that, so I've got to do something. And I remember I saw James and Karen Roberts. I knew them from before, from other past clients that they had successes with and seeing things on the Internet and listening to other podcasts that they had about the successful clients that they had. And one of the clients who had lost a lot of weight that I knew of, that encouraged me then to reach out to James and Karen. And that's what started my journey. I started like last week of April to start working with James to help lose the weight. And then up to now, as James had said, I've lost over 116 pounds now. And it's been a great journey. It's helped me get control over my relationship with food because I didn't realize until I started this journey that I really had a food addiction. I really was letting food run me instead of me deciding what I needed to eat for my own nutritional value as well as my health. And I actually successfully came off of both medications I was on for high blood pressure and cholesterol. And recently, and that's the funny part, I went to the doctor in March of this year right after my birthday, and I actually looked at the papers, James, the other day, just yesterday, and I saw the difference between the report then and the report I just got a few weeks ago. And it was like a different world. And I saw how in the first report in March of 2022, he was trying to decide what drugs he wanted to put me on. It was actually six drugs. It wasn't just the um, the drug that he was going to put me on that caused a lot of the issues. It was Casemia and some of these other medications he wanted me on. And then I went from that to now. The only thing he saw this last time was he said, your cholesterol is a little bit elevated. He said, but everything else, he said, I'm still in shock. What did you do? And when I told him who I was working with, the trainers, that's when he said, I need that trainer's name and number. He said, I need to find out what it is that you've been doing. I said, I've been eating mostly fruits and vegetables. I've been changing my lifestyle the way I eat and the way I exercise. And that's what's been helping me. He said, I still can't believe you lost that much weight. And it was funny because at the doctor's office, it said I weighed, I'd lost 110 pounds at the time because I had all my clothes on. But when I, uh, you know, of course, I checked earlier that week with James, it was like 112 pounds I'd actually lost that time when I went to the doctor a few weeks ago. So it's been interesting. It's been an awesome journey, and I wouldn't trade anything for it. Well, Daryl, when you say that uh, you're eating plants, fruits, and vegetables now, is that, did we force you to do that? Not at all. What, what when we when we talked about your situation, the the thing we talked about is what did you want to accomplish, right? And and I gave you uh, a sheet to fill out. What was your goal? How and are you willing to work to do what is necessary to accomplish your goal? But you have to be the one to leave and implement your goal. You know, you have to work towards it. Um, so what have you been doing outside of what you do here with me? Outside of what I do here with you every week is I actually go walking every day, uh, seven days a week. I go walk in the morning, I go walk in the evening. And in a way, I like it because me, I like being out in nature. And it's good to get, like you say, the vitamin D to get the sunlight. 
And it also helps you to free your mind. And really, I always call it my commune with God time, because that's the time when I can really hear things clearly from God. That's just me. And then also, I do floor exercises a lot of times. I'll do these exercises that James had taught me. Sometimes I do exercises he taught me like way back in the past. I'll do them sometime in between my walking or either sometimes when I'm at work, I'll do those exercises when I have free time. And that's helping me tremendously because it helps me not never to be inactive. Because whenever I get inactive in any time or place, I have to remind myself like, okay, you can't be too inactive at all. So it's like I continually keep myself going some type of way. And I think that that's helpful to be able to do that. And then to keep... I always say I have my trainer's voice in my head. Sometimes it's like I could be at the late night, I might want to eat something. And look, I can hear James saying, you better go drink you some water. And you know, and that's true, because you do have to drink water and keep yourself fluid. And it's also being accountable to yourself and to your goals and knowing that, you know, you're working to make yourself stay healthy. It's a continual act. This is not something I'm doing just for now or just to do to lose weight now or to... Just eat this way for a little bit and then go back to what you had before. No, this is continual. This is something that's become a part of my life now. When you say that it's become a part of your life, uh, do you see uh, it affecting the people around you to make them uh, maybe uh, see that it's something that they might want to do? I do. And it's funny how that's happening now. I can see my mom, she told me recently, just not too long ago, she says, you know, you might not think I'm listening to you, but I'm seeing the things you're doing and I'm trying to implement what you're doing. And even since I started this journey, my mom has decided to just go, you know, she just eats nothing but vegetables now. And that was a big jump for her because she used to love her fried chicken. She loved fried chicken, but she gave it up. She said that's something that she had to let go of, the chickens. So with her as a gradual process, and even some other people in my family, they know it's nice. They say, I can't get like you yet. They said, but I'm trying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I tell people all the time, I said, you have to do what you're comfortable with and what's good at your level. You know, for me, I knew what I had to do. And my journey was different based upon things I had seen other people in my family go through before they passed. And I know that's what keeps me motivated is because I know they didn't want me to end up like them. And at the same time, I wanted to live a better quality of life for myself, too. I wanted to live, I wanted to bend down and not come up and be out of breath. And thanks to this training that I'm doing now and the way I'm eating, I can actually do a lot more physically than I used to be able to do. You remember, you remember when you first came, you was out of breath? Yes. Uh, very, very early. <laughs> and now you're able to go through the workouts, you know, with little or no problem. Uh, your strength has gotten better. Although you've lost weight, you're stronger. Uh, how has it affected you mentally? It's affected me tremendously mentally. It's like even the simplest decisions now, I make decisions a lot differently now. And it's like now when I make decisions, you know, a lot of times we made decisions in the past based on other people or what they thought, but now I really have to make conscious decisions based upon what's right for me. Like, for instance, in my life, a lot, like some friends, unfortunately, I had to cut, you know, that we separated ways because they didn't understand that when I get ready to get ready for my training days or times I'm working out, it's a certain time that I'm in bed. I can't just sit up and just talk, you know, with people like I used to. And I have to have a cutoff time. 
I'm like, okay, this is the time I have to be in bed so I can be up early for training and do what I have to do. And these are things that decisions I have to make every day. And then sometimes it's food decisions. You go out with people. They want you to eat like they're eating, but you can't. And it's not because, you know, and I make a choice. You know, we all make a choice. And I choose health for myself over all that. So it changes the way I look at things, even the way I feel about myself. You know, that has changed because of this whole journey. And I look at myself differently. Some days, if I, if I feel like I'm plateauing or whatever, sometimes I might feel a little bit down. But then sometimes I look at the pictures of how far I've come. And that's why I think it matters to actually document things. Because in the process, if you look at how far you've come from this point to that point, it's like a different world. And I remember one day in my journey, one of my friends had sent me an old picture or video of myself. And they said, you really have changed. And I said, what do you mean? And when they showed me the old video, I said, wow, I didn't realize I was that big. And they said, yeah. They said, you look completely different now. When you uh, say that you look different and that you mentally feel different, what about your spirituality? Has it gotten better? That's definitely heightened. It's a lot of things now I pick up on that I didn't pick up on before. It's a lot of times when I hear people in conversations, it's things that they say, and I don't even think they realize I'm picking up on it. And I'm listening, but I'm also listening with my other ears too, my spiritual ears. And it's strange how it makes you more keen about things. And I'm much more of a thinker and observer now with my actions. I used to be more reaction-based when I ate all meats. I can honestly say that now. But now I observe a lot more. Even in my job, I have to work at a job where sometimes people come to you with a lot of stresses and their problems. And a lot of people, they get real upset by it. But me, a lot of times now, I just calmly listen to what they're saying. And then at the end of it all, I say, okay. I said, can I speak something for you for a little bit? And I'll just tell them a solution to solve their problem instead of being a person. Well, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's making me more of an observer than a reactor. Does... Um does the fact that you lost this weight and uh, your health is getting better, does it encourage you to continue for the rest of your life? It definitely does. This is something that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna continue for all my life now because I can actually see the whole benefits of it. And like I was telling one of my relatives, they were trying to. Um, get me to engage in a conversation. They said, well, I can't do all that. You know, they said, I think that's too much. And I said, no, I said, but the thing is, and it quieted them down when I said this, I said, but all I can base my life on is results. All I know is from the time I started eating more raw fruits and vegetables to now, I've lost over 114 pounds. I said, I'm just telling you what I see. And now as of today, it's 116 pounds. And when they heard that, they couldn't say a word. They looked at me, <laughs> and they realized what I was saying was true. And they, they said, that is true. I said, yeah. I said, but that's what works for me. I'm not encouraging you to do the same thing I did. you got to do what's comfortable for you. We want to thank Daryl for joining us today. And we want to thank you also. When we talk about good intentions, the Bible uh, talks about it in Luke 14 verses 28 through 30, it says, For which of you desiring to build a house, build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he is, has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation 
and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. James 4.17 says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Daryl saw that his weight was out of control. His father had a desire for him to be healthy, and so did Daryl. And Daryl had tried and attempted to lose weight before doing the right things, but sometimes you need a coach, sometimes you need help. If you desire to be healthy, don't wait. Don't put it off. If you've gotten a bad report from your physician, don't start tomorrow. The only two times you cannot do something is yesterday and tomorrow. Start now. Thank you for joining us for Living Fit. I'm James Roberts for Karen. Thank you, Daryl, for being here. Keep living fit and doing what matters, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co, or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you. Thank you.